All right, Trevor, here we go. Today's daf, we're starting a brand new parak. Today's daf is daf Nuntes, page 59, in the Heilig of Masechus Kedushin. And we pick up uh, about three quarters of the way down on Nunches Ahmed Bey's 58B with the brand new parak, opening up with a fascinating case. And here we go. You have two fellows who have their eye on the same woman for marriage. And here's what happens. Haimer the Chaveri. Ruvain says to Shimon, save a kiddush to Isha Plainus. Please, here's some money. Go give this money to Rachel. I want to marry her. Shimon gets there and he sees Rachel and he's like, hey, this lady's a catch. I want to marry her. I'm not going to marry her for Ruvain. I'm not going to marry her for myself. Allah is. There's no such thing as reserving a woman if you didn't marry her. Yeah? You could have, should have, would have. Guess what? If you want to marry her, go do it yourself. Otherwise, you run the risk of somebody else being impressed by her. And Shimon went and married her. Reuben could jump in the lake. Okay. Similarly, somebody says to the woman, I'm giving you money now, but I do not want the marriage to be effective for 30 days. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, he doesn't want to be married for 30 days. Okay. Now, Shimon comes along and marries her within 30 days. Again, she's married to Shimon. Ruvain, you waited too long. You said after 30 days. Shimon came along in the meantime. He's married to her. All right? If she was a regular Yisraelis and he's a Kayan, she could eat Shuma. Now we're going to have to see in the Gemara what the Chiddush is. But the Gemara, the Mishnah is letting us know that it's, it's an absolutely complete marriage. There's no issue. There's no issue whatsoever that, oh, she married the first guy after 30 days. Maybe it should get in her way of being married to this guy. And no, not, no shaykhs. Okay, says the Sefer of the Mishnah. Somebody says to a woman, listen, I'm married to you. Guardy for this. In 30 days, retroactively to now. So he says, for whatever reason, he's playing, he's playing a specific game for whatever reason. And he says... It's Rish Chaydesh Cheshvan. Rish Chaydesh Cheshvan. I want to be married to Rish Chaydesh Kislev, and when it's effective on Kislev, we'll be married retroactively already for the last 30 days. And within that 30 day time period, Shimon comes along and marries her, then the Allah is, we got a problem. Because if you say she's married to Shimon, Shimon didn't necessarily get there before Ruvin. Because once you hit Rosh Chaydesh Kislev, the marriage is going to retroactively be effective for the past month, and now we came along afterwards. On the other hand, at the time that he married her, she wasn't completely married. So Mekudeshes, Veni Mekudeshes, and she's going to have to take on the Chumras of both. She's going to be, have to need a get from both of them in order for her to marry Levi, in order for her to marry a third guy. Bas Yisrael Lekayin, if she's a Bas Yisrael Who's getting married to a kain? You buy kain leisrael. I say chavachuma. She can't eat chuma, okay? Because there's an issue with the marriage. There's an issue with the marriage. Okay. Zok the gemara. I'm the chaver. It's a bekidish. Reuven says, Shimon, please. Here's money. Go marry me a woman. Tana. We learned. Masha asi asi ala shenayg by minagram ma'is. Shimon, if he sees she's a nice lady, is actually married to her, except that it's a minagram ma'is, which means you're you're you're. A little too slick for yourself. We don't like your midas. It's not a nice thing to do. You're appointed to be a shliach, and now you come along 
and think of your personal benefit, all right, no, it's not a Yiddish thing to do. When it says he went and did it, it gives off the impression he did it with trickery. Okay, so what do you see from over here? Is Shimon married to her? Yes. But is this not the way of a Bentaira? Yes. Why over here did we say, somebody says to his friend, in our Mishnah he says, uh, it uses the expression of somebody says to his friend to go marry. See, there's other Mishnayis, which we had earlier, another Mishnah, Dafnun. It said, you said to your messenger, why in one place do you call it a friend and in one place call it a messenger? Says Gemara, our Mishnah is giving us an Adachidish, and there it's giving us an Adachidish, which is, if, see, here's the deal. If Reuven would have told Shimon, you are my messenger, and then Shimon goes and marries her, I would have thought to say, listen, this messenger is a trickster. There's some Chadaite, because Reuven relied on him. I'm assuming you, if I ask you to do me a taiva, you do me a taiva. But when it comes to his friend who he does not rely upon, yeah, why? Listen to this, Chavar, this is a foundational idea. When you ask a shliach to do something for you, you could expect to get it done because that's his relationship with you. There's many people who say, don't mix business with family. Yeah? Don't mix business with family, asking for trouble. Because when you ask your friend, to, your family to do something, your friend to do something, let me tell you something. If he's not specifically your shliach, you don't know for sure it's going to get done. You don't know. When you have somebody close to you who you ask to do it, when somebody does you a favor, not necessarily is it going to be done the way you want. Better off to have everything official, in writing, tzazamen. Now here it doesn't necessarily need to be in writing, but it means there, there's a clear-cut system that you're asking it to do. Same with Avraham, I would say he's not considered a trickster if it's a, if it's a close friend. Mish is letting me know, no, he's still considered, uh, still considered trickery. Says the Gemara Vaiter. And the Mishnah on Dafnun as well, there's a ad chiddish by using an expression of chaveri. Why did you tell the chaveri? If I would have said friend, have a mina chaveri who dechi kitchen mekudash When his friend marries the woman in another place in another city, that's when it's not a marriage. The savar leitarach because you're going to say, listen, the guy's not going to go out of his way to marry her. The case of the mission over there is when I say to a messenger. Please marry me a woman in St. Louis. And he ends up finding her in Chicago. So is it a valid marriage if he gives it to her there? Okay? So over there we use the expression of, of shliach. Why? Because I would say, because if I would have said chaveray, you don't expect somebody doing you a favor to, uh, to go out of their way. And therefore, if he does find her somewhere else, I would say when it's your friend, it's not a valid marriage. Let's say your friend finds her in Chicago and she wasn't in St. Louis. Okay, so then it's not a valid marriage. But if I, if I appoint you to get the job done as my agent, where you assume people are taking a chryas to get the job done, I would say, listen, I told you to marry her in St. Louis on my behalf. You found her in Chicago. Okay, you know your job is get the job done and I would say it is a valid marriage. Kamash Malan. Therefore, the Mishnah lets me know that if I tell anybody, whether it's a friend, 
whether it's a messenger, marry a woman, marry this woman for me in St. Louis, and he finds her in Chicago, the halacha is, it's not a valid marriage. Because I told him I want the marriage, the wedding to be in St. Louis. Now the Gemara is going to get into a story. Ravin Chasida, Ozla Chasida went to a city to, to uh, uh, marry a woman as a messenger on behalf of his son, Kidshel and Avshay, and he finds this, this uh, woman and he sees she's Taka Tzadikas. Yeah? Um, so he, he wants her for himself. And he married her to himself instead of marrying her to his son. Says Ravin Chasida was a Chasid. We're calling him Ravin the Chasid. He's going to do such a thing. This doesn't seem like a Chasidish thing to do. Says the Gemara, Yeah, that what happened was like this. He went with the expectation that this Tzadik is going to marry his son. He gets there and the woman's not asking him to marry his son. He says, I want you to marry my son. That was his plan. But once the woman didn't consent to being married to his son, he said, okay, would you marry me? And she said, yes. So over there, there's no, there's, there's, there's no trickery. Says the Gemara, beautiful expression, says the Gemara in Midas. Ready? Very nice she said no to the son. But before he married her, Rabbi Chasidah should have gone back home and said, my dear, wonderful son, you should know, I know I want your behalf to marry this woman. She's not going to marry you. Is it okay if I marry her? He should have let his son know. Communicate. The Gemara is again. Why is the Gemara bringing us this part of the story? To teach me. Sometimes, even if it's mutter and, and there was no other option, let people know. Let people know. There's no hard feelings afterwards. If he, he thought if he would have gone back and kind of informed his son or asked his son for permission, this woman was such a catch that somebody else would have married her in the meantime. And to perform a mitzvah, he didn't go back. Period. End of the story. You learn another fascinating and beautiful message here. You know what that is? As much as it's menschlich to go and inform his son to get the job done under these circumstances was the right thing to do. And this is a balance very often many of us play out in life. You want to do something and if you do it, you're going to step on somebody's toes or what are they going to say? And, eh, and what's going to do afterwards? What's going to be before? Over here he's got a mitzvah to do. It's a mitzvah to be married. There was a woman here who's tzaddikas, worthy of marriage. And at a certain point, if this responsibility of him marrying her overrode the menschlichkeit of informing his son first. Now it doesn't say afterwards he didn't explain the story. I'm sure he did. But the question of why he didn't do it l'chatchila, but prior, the Gemara here, when you look at a story like this, it's teaching us mamish how to prioritize responsibilities as we work out our day-to-day living. Okay, another mice in the Gemara, another story. Rabbi Barbachana Yavli Zuzei Lirav. Rabbi Barbachana gave some money to Rav Omar. He says, Here's some money. Please go purchase this real estate for me. Rav went and he bought the real estate for himself instead of for Rabbah. So he was sent to do a deal for his friend. And instead of buying the land for his friend, he saw it was excellent land. It's a good investment. He bought it for himself. Says the Gemara, really? We're talking about tzaddikim here. Don't tell me Rav's a trickster. Come on. And for the Gemara, so here's what happened. Rabbi Babrachana wanted the land 
but Rav bought it for himself, and not that you, and not and not the Rabba. You know why? Because the Rav What happened was this land was located near. We'll call them a bunch of mafia bosses. And if Rav would have purchased the land, see, he went in for the deal, and he realized if he buys it for Rabba Barbarchana, it's going to be a terrible deal for Rabba, because all the neighboring lands were a bunch of powerful dictators. And it, it wasn't a worthy investment. So Rav bought it for himself. Why? Because Rav knew that because he was the national Jewish leader, they wouldn't mess with him. So it was, Rav Rechana asked him to buy it. Rav Rechana didn't know the whole story. So, on, so therefore, he didn't buy it for him, but he bought it for himself. Says, why did he do it? Tell Rav Rechana why beforehand. Okay, so he wanted to get the deal done ASAP. Gavaldik. Another story. Rav Gidol wanted to buy some real estate. Now, keep. I just want to mention one more thing. Besides, for all the daily menshlechait uh, and, and minute to minute, how to you know how to uh, work within the realms of of Eretz and as well as financial responsibility. You see all these tzaddikim and all these incidents that we're telling over. They. They involved themselves in negotiations and in purchases and in sales. People who live in uh, all, all in, in you know the, the upper worlds in in, in Tyra, it's not that they separate from uh, from Gashmias. It's not they separate. They it's a mitzvah to take care, support your families, earn a earn a parnasa. So they involved themselves in, in uh, negotiating real estate deals when it was necessary. So Rav Gidl was, was uh, interested in purchasing a piece of land. Also Rav Abba Zavna. And Rav Abba, who knew that Rav Gidl wanted to buy the land, bought it first. Also Rav Gidl copied the Rav Zera. So Rav Gidl went and he complained to Rav Zera. Also Rav Zera copied the Rav Yisak Navcha. Rav Yisak went to Rav Yisak Navcha. Omar Lei, Rav Yisak Navcha said, Listen, let's, let's find out why Rav Abba did what he did. Again, another beautiful build up to the story. This is part of the story, but why is the Gemara giving me this whole background of who went to who? To let me know, these, when something comes your way and you feel somebody hurts you, don't jump to decisions and conclusions. You know, you know what happened when uh, Rav Gidl wanted to buy it and Rav Abba jumped him and bought it first? He went to speak to Das Tyra and Das Tyra went to speak to Das Tyra. And you know what the third Das Tyra said? Still, still a hate, take it slow. Don't worry, let's wait till the Yomtif when Rav, Rav Abba comes and we'll talk to him. Let's not jump, we're not going to start putting up Kol Kairis and Pashkvil and putting him in Khirim. Let's, let's get some more information here. Rav Abba came, he found him, Amalei, he says, Famous sugya: If you have a poor man who's about to eat a who's uh, about to eat a cake, now he finds a cake on the road, lost object, he's allowed to eat it. Somebody else grabs it first. My what's halacha? Amalei nicker Russia. Such a person's a Russia. Velamar, my time of Why would you do this? Avgidol's negotiating a real estate deal, and you took the deal away. Why did you do this? It's rishus. Amalei, Rav Abba says, "La yahavi adana." I apologize. Rav Gidl was negotiating a deal. I didn't know. I just, I, I knew it was for sale. So I went and I bought it. Hashtanami Neitzav Neil He says, okay. But now that you know, get ready for this. 
Maybe sell it to Rav Gidol for the original asking price. Now that you know that you stepped and you heard another Yid, there was a Yid who was there. Maybe it's the right thing to do. I don't want to because I never purchased real estate before. And it's not a good simon. It's not a good simon to quit on your first deal. But I'm happy to give it to him as a gift. It is Meridik. Meridik. This is the first deal you go in on, yeah. Rishayna, you started out. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sell. I'm not selling it back at a loss. You know what I'll do? I'll give a gift because if I give a gift to somebody who I hurt, I won. I won. That's a that's a mutzluch dika business deal right there. When I don't take money and I give it to you because that's the rutz and Hashem, that I'm willing to do. That I'm with gavaldi. Says the Gemara. So he offered it as a matanatur of Gidl. Listen to what happens. Listen to how Tzadikim fight. Rav Gidl Rav Gidl says, no, I don't want the field for free. One who hates gifts is going to live. We, yeah, we don't want to live off matunas. We don't live off of gifts. I, I want to pay for it. So what happened was, Rav didn't use the field. Mishum bar of Gidl. He says to Rav Gidl, you don't want it as a gift, let me tell you something. I'm not, I'm not asking him to sell it, because it's not a good simon for my business. I'm not mochiv to do that. I want to give you as matoni. You don't want it, I'm going to tell you what. I will not use it. I am not using this field. When it's a field that came about through hurting another yid. And it ended up, this land became the Kiddush Hashem, and it became known as the land that the Rabbanon argued on, where each one said, Kulay Shalcha. Rav Gidl said, no, you keep it, don't worry about it, you bought it, Beseder, don't worry, I want you to have it. Rav Abba refused to use it, and it became known, the name of the area, became Ara de Rabbanon, this is the land of the Rabbanon. See what other people argue, people say, Zeimer Kulay Shali, Zeimer Kulay Shali. Yeah, everybody says it's all mine, that's the case of the Mishnah. Over here you have a case when Tamid Echachamim, when Bnei Teirim and Bnei Aliyah fight. We say, Kulei Shalcha, you take it, you take it, you take it. And nobody ends up finding, fine, we're both not going to use it. But I, I, I don't want to take it. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. This approach is the definition of Yiddishkeit. And let me explain. Yiddishkeit is a relationship between us and the Rebbe HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we have the ultimate bris. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Klal Yisrael, the world is yours, my tire, my tire akint. My beloved children, the entire world is yours, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says. You decide when Rish Chodesh is, you decide when Yom Tif is. Kula Yishalcha. I'm giving you the Taira, it's the blueprint of the world. And we stand every Shabbos, and every Shemitah, and we say HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you made it, you're the host, it's your world. We say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kulay Shalcha. The Banshom says back to Kal Yisrael, Kulay Shalcha. And we end up with bris on Hanukkah. Next Yom Tov coming up. What are the three mitzvahs that the Yavonim wanted to get rid of? Shabbos, when we tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he runs the world. Reish Chaydesh, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us, we run the world. And bris Mila.
Because these are the three mitzvahs that come out with the ultimate relationship between Klai Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's what they wanted to break. They said, you could do other mitzvahs, but you got to get rid of the core. You know, chas v'sholem. You got, they were saying, you got to get rid of the core of the relationship. And, uh, and th- th- those are three mitzvahs that we fought for. Okay, Baiter, two dots. Somebody says to a woman, be married to me after 30 days and, and uh, somebody comes along within 30 days and marries her. What happens if nobody marries her within 30 days? So Ruvain says to her, here's money, I'm going to be married to you in 30 days. Shimon comes along 15 days later and marries her. Let's say Shimon never came along. And Ruvain just says, I married you in 30 days. What's the Allah? They say she's married and this marriage holds true. Get ready for this. Even if she used up the money before the marriage was effective. This is very interesting. Notice. He gives her money, Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Okay? Um... Yeah, he gives me my Rishchidosh Kislev. He says, I'm married to you on Rishchidosh Teves in 30 days. If in 30 days, nobody else married her in the meantime, they're married, even if the money is not around anymore. She could have used it up in the meantime. Which means at the time of the actual marriage, there's no money. You're still married. It's a big Chidosh. So the Gemara asks, my time, why, why is it a different story? Ever the Gemara, Hani Zuzay, Layla Movadamu, because the money is not a loan. You told her, like Yale, like you said, you told her this is a marriage money. So it's not a loan. Why is become dumb when it's not a deposit? The become like dumb, because the Bershusa, the Mara comes after, if the Bershusa, the Dog comes It's not a deposit, because if it's a deposit, she's not allowed to use it. Over here, she used it. The Movo Lai Damu, and it's not a loan. Movo Lai Sonidna. Yeah, the loan's meant to be spent. And this is the Chiddush Yale, you're right. This is, this is the Chiddush of the Mishnah that since it's, since it's not a loan and it's not a deposit, rather it was given originally Betairas Kedushin. It was expressly said at the time that it was handed over this for the sake of Kedushin, it's going to be a valid marriage, even though at the time of the marriage there's no actual money that's here. Halacha is, an explanation is, the, the, the way you explained it. Okay. Beautiful. Now what happens like this? Ruvain says to this woman, on Rishchidesh Kislev, I'm married to you, on Rishchidesh Tevis. Okay? You want a drink? Okay. I'm married to you on Rishchidesh Tevis. What happens, and he gives her money. What happens if 20 days later, what happens if 20 days later he changes his mind? Mahu, what is the halacha? Is the marriage going to work anyway in 30 days? Or can he cancel it in the meantime? Can he cancel it within 30 days? Rabbi Yechen Amar Chayzeres, Asi Dibur Mavatal Dibur. I'm sorry. The Chazra Ba, she wants to back out. Not him. She accepts the money. She accepts the money, but then she wants to cancel it. She's like, nah, I don't want it. Yeah? Shabbat says she could back out. 
Rish Lakish Omar, she cannot back out. Machlekes Rabbi Yechanan and Rish Lakish Eser Rabbi Yechanan. Rish Lakish Rabbi Yechanan. The other question: Rish Lakish Bittel. Let's say if somebody asked somebody else to separate Truma for him, and then he nullified the shlichus. Imach leitaram Bittel. If he canceled the shlichus before the guy was able to take Truma in Truma, so Truma is not a valid Truma. V'achad dibur v'dibur. Who over there? It's it's both words. Because he dibur v'achad dibur. You see that words can cancel out words. Says Gemara. Shine the sin asmois the arisha. When you give money to her, that's an action. That's not just words. And maybe the opinion is, over here is going to be that I did an action of giving her money and the statement I'm, that I'm marrying you within 30 days. She accepted. Now when she's canceling, she's only saying a statement. She's not doing an action of cancellation. It could be that a debor, a statement, cannot cancel a statement action. Ace that's would be with action of cancellation. What would be considered such a thing? Yeah. What would she have to do to be a can to make it a cancellation? It doesn't somebody else. Good. Or it doesn't tell us yet. I don't know if it would be giving the money back. Right? Would have to be you're gonna have to do something that's an action along with a deep work. But a, a, just a statement alone is not going to work. Asri, that's a challenging question. Somebody says to get this white shliach, and then he meets the shliach. The get is not yet given. Or he sends a messenger after the shliach. And he says to his messenger with the get, I want to nullify the get. The, the messenger cannot give the get. But when you give a get to the messenger, you're doing an action. By giving him the get, and you're, it's with a statement, so you see a statement of nullifying the messenger can counteract a statement with an action, and the same way it works to cancel your messenger by a get, it should be able to work for her to cancel out the marriage. Challenge on Reish Lakish. Answers the Gemara, no, Hasam Nami, there as well. As long as the get hasn't yet reached her hand, it's considered Dibor Vidibor. Appointing the Shliach is not considered an action. And words can counteract words. Any vessel could become capable of becoming impure with thought, which means. I'm working on a piece of wood. A regular piece of wood is not capable of becoming tummy. So I take a piece of wood, I work on it, and I'm like, oh, this now is a walking stick. I decide it's a walking stick. My machshava turns it into a kli. Because I decided it's now a vessel. But if I want to remove... The the kli it has to, I need a ma'isa top of my base ma'isa ma'isi midayad ma'isa me machshava an action can remove a thought and an action machshava in ma'isa let me add ma'isa let me add machshava but a thought cannot change an act or a previous thought vishma be add ma'isa let me mafka I get why a thought cannot change an action because actions are always greater than thoughts yeah chavra we know this in life right there's a lot of good thoughts that we have. If you don't act on it, yeah, and you got to do it. You got to do it. A thought should be 
should uh, be able to remove one one machshava, should be able to remove another machshava. So, um, so you see from over here that that uh, since from our mission you see that a machshava does not even have this kayach, Rabbi Yechanan, you obviously are wrong. Answer the Gemara: Shani machshava de tuma dechimaisadami. Says Rabbi Yechanan, Reish stop bringing questions from the laws of tuma. You know why? Because Tumah is different. By Tumah, thought is so deep and so impactful and so definitive that it's considered an action. Now, how do I see this? Usually a thought is a thought. It's not an action. But as far as creation of Tumah, which means taking a simple stick and deciding it's now a walking stick or a cane, that approach in halacha is so is so impactful when it comes to tumah that it's mamishamaisa. The thought becomes an action. Now, how do you see this? Kizer of Papa, like Rav Papa's halacha, Kizer of Papa, Rami and Papa, that's a contradiction. Ksiv and it says in the Torah, if you place water on food, it's capable of becoming tumah. But karinon kiyutan, the way it's read is yutan, so it's spelled yud tuf nun. Which seems to imply you did it on purpose. You placed water on it, but you read it kiyutan. Kiyutan means if water happens to come on it, but you didn't do it on purpose. For example, it rained on it. Okay, so how is food capable of becoming tummy? Do I have to actually make it wet? Or as long as it got wet, it's capable of becoming tummy. Which one is it? The Kri and the Ksiv are different. So the Gemara says, kiyutan dumidichiyite. The two actually come together. Which means like this. You know when, when food is capable of becoming tame? Either I put water on it, I put one of the seven liquids on it on purpose, or if one of the seven liquids went on it and I'm sefridin with it, I'm happy that the seven liquids went on it, then it's also capable of becoming tame. That's why it's not a contradiction between the Kriya and the Ksiv. Meaning either you do it yourself or it happens, or it happens by itself and I'm happy with it. Rav Zvid, Mashallah Shmaitzaha, Rav Zvid, taught the Shmaitzah, referring to the following Mishnah, if she gives permission to a messenger to, to accept marriage for a she went and accepted for herself. So she appointed a messenger to accept marriage, and then she accepts marriage for herself before the messenger does. If her marriage took place first, it's a valid marriage. But if her Shliachs, uh, marriage, accepted marriage for her first, in Kedusha Kedushin. She's already a married woman and she cannot accept marriage. Okay. Like it just Atzma Let's say the agent did not accept Kedushin and um, wanted to back out of the Shlichas. Mahu, what is the halacha? Could she cancel out the Shliach? That we had before. asked a challenging question on his beloved brother in law, If again you appoint somebody to separate Shuma, then you cancel the Shlichas. If you removed the Shlichas before he separated the Shuma, then he has no rights to do it. So you see from over here that that uh, cancellation with words may cancel out previous words. Ah, oh, question on Rish Lakish. 
came and he did it by himself. Never by him doing it by himself. That's an action which cancels out the shlichus of shuma separation. Therefore, there's no question on Reish Lakish. Now let's go the other way. Isri, Reish Lakish, Lakish, that's a challenging question. And he vessel cuts capable of becoming tummy with machshava. And he can only be removed. An action can remove another action and the thought. I get why a thought cannot, cannot cancel out an action. It's not strong enough. A word cannot cancel an action. But it should be able, a word should be able to cancel out thoughts. Thoughts of Tum are different. Again, like we said before, it's as strong as an action. Yeah, it's got to be where he is happy with it. Then he wants to, he reaches the agent and he wants to cancel him. He sends the agent after him. I'm canceling the get. And he says to him, "Get a bottle." is it's a nullified, it's a nullified get. So you see, you could be mevatel the previous agency. The the dibur could be mevatel the previous dibur. This is taka ashtarka. Upslug on Reish Lakish, and therefore we pass like that Asi Dibor Umavatal Dibor. Words could come along and cancel out previous words. And even the first first approach to the Machlekas, when giving it over is different to Chamais, it's like an action. This is Halach Lamaisa. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, Kashi Hilchasa Hilchasa. It's coming out with the stira in. Halacha, Amrit Hilchasakir of Yechonon, Amrit Hilchasakir of Nachman. Rav Nachman seems to say, Make up your mind. You pass like a words can cancel out other words or not. Rav Nachman, Amar Rav Nachman says, So you, you, you can't give me two conflicting halachas. Answer the Gemara last step for today. Here we go. Nehi granted the Batle Mitayra Shliach. The husband could cancel out the shlichus mitaras get loy but he cannot cancel out the qualification of the document. Okay, which means he's not nullifying the document; he's just nullifying the agency. So when the husband goes afterwards and he says, "I'm canceling," is he canceling a document? No, he's just canceling the agency. The husband can take the document back; it's still a valid get. I already get. I give it to the guy. I say, "Hey, give this to my wife." Then I catch up to the guy. I'm like, "Yeah, I want to do it myself." It's still a kosher get. I'm not nullifying the gittin. I'm nullifying. I'm, I'm nullifying the agency, and therefore you can still use the divorce document later. That's what Rav Nachman means. Hence, no machlekas in the halacha between Rav Yechonon and Reish Lakish. By Rav Yechonon, we're just canceling out the dibor. By Rav Nachman, he's trying to cancel out the get, and that is not going to work. Okay, we're at the two dots towards the bottom of the new base. We'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Have a best tomorrow. We are uh, we are back to regular time, hopefully from Yerushalayim Zagabed